Dan Oki and his wife Kay founded a company called Sensei where they provide financial coaching and advice. On this episode, I talk with Dan about the basics of mastering your personal finances and getting onto a system that will provide a sense of peace about your finances. Whether you have no system at all right now or you've been fine-tuning your system for 30 years, I think Dan provided just the right mix of general principles and specific tactics on managing money to help people at all stages. I'm your host, Landon Buto, and this podcast is provided by Cleveland Street Mortgage in pursuit of our mission of helping people to cultivate wealth and property in submission to the Lord Jesus Christ. Please enjoy this week's conversation, and remember that if you're interested in getting a mortgage with our team at CSM, or if you know someone who'll be getting a mortgage soon, connect with us at clevelandstreet.com. Quick note, I had some tech issues on the day of this recording, so I apologize for the poor sound quality on my end in this conversation. Well, thanks for having me, Landon. Um, yeah, my our story started when we got married, or well, maybe a little bit before that. Um, I was in college, and I was living a free life <laughs> financially. The money mm-hmm. was flowing out of my pockets. Uh, <laughs> money I didn't even have was flowing out of my pockets. I was trying to use, spend every dollar that I possibly could because I thought that if I used leverage, I could get rich because that's what rich dad, poor dad had taught me. I'm not against investing in real estate and things like that, but I learned quickly that if I tried to use the same strategies in my personal life for depreciating things or just consumer Mm. debt, that it did not work out very well. Anyway, um, I quickly went from having no debt, being on track to graduate debt-free to $20,000 of consumer debt. And if my habits had, had stayed that way, I would have been on track to double that in another six months. And uh, that that was the situation I was now getting married in and was going to bring my wife, my, my fiance into. Um, the problem was my fiance didn't even know. <laughs> mm. uh, when did she find out? She found out three weeks before our wedding when she we were sitting on a couch and she goes, hey, do you have any debt? And I said, oh, <laughs> shoot. Uh, yeah, we do. I do have some debt. Um, and she said, how much? And I didn't even know how much debt I had. So she didn't like that answer very much and made me go get a pen <laughs> and paper and, and write down every, everybody yeah. I owed me and the amount. <laughs> and it was the first time I realized I was 20 grand in debt, but she didn't realize that it was, it was bad, that it was growing. Um, mm. and so we just kind of said, we'll deal with this after we get married. We got married. And then, you know, two weeks into marriage, my wife, of course, daughter of an accountant grew up listening to Dave Ramsey, um, was like, all right, let's do a budget. And I said, what's a budget? Um, and we started mapping things out and the room quickly became tense. It was a frustrating, angry conversation. I didn't want to change. She now realized the reality of my, uh, financial decisions and choices. And, um, we were at odds and it was that way for months and it grew so bad. Um, I didn't know we were going to make it and so mm. in some, some, yeah. some cases. So one, after one particular, uh, painful discussion, I, you know, walked out, slammed the door and I had a realization that if I didn't know that if we didn't change, if something didn't change, the marriage would go. And I didn't know, I asked myself, am I really willing to let my marriage go on behalf of the fact of my financial beliefs? Mm-hmm. Is it is am I willing to trade my financial beliefs for my marriage? And the answer was no, I wasn't. But I didn't know where to change or what to go or what to do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you guys, so you mentioned uh, your wife's name is Kay. Is that right? Kay. Um, Kay was, had grew up listening to Dave Ramsey, or at least the daughter of, of someone who had grown up listening to Dave Ramsey. Um, is that, is that kind of where you guys started then? Well, no, I mean, it, it is, but not because of that. Um, okay. so we, you know, I finally realized that we needed to change, didn't know where to start. So we went on a road trip and went to our friend's wedding. We'd have any money. I don't know how we even made it there. Probably credit cards. Um, and we got to this friend's wedding and the parents of one of the people getting married was just like super, they were super successful. They were happy. And we we're like, man, mm. we want to be you guys in 30 years. Like, what did you do? Like, how did you get started? And yeah. they said, they said, well, Dave Ramsey and Kay, you know, was like, we should listen to Dave. You know, I, was like, I don't, <laughs> took I that opportunity. Wanna, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, but I was at this point, you know, I'd hit, I'd hit rock bottom. I was willing to do whatever. So we downloaded one of his books. Um, probably put that on a credit card too and then uh <laughs> listen to it on the nine hour drive back from california to to utah where we were living at the time and that nine hour ride changed our lives we um we we realized that there was you know you think dave ramsey's this basic guy he helps people that that aren't sophisticated with money. Well, guess what? Most of us aren't that sophisticated yeah. with money. Yeah. And, and, and the basics and the, and the reality is most of us need to do the basics. Then we try to ignore them and skip them. Mm-hmm. And I realized that had been us. And so right then and there, we mapped out our finances and we realized that if we made some changes, we could pay off all of our debt in two years. Um, and that felt like a long time, but we were going to do it no matter what. So instead of eating out on the way home, we just drove home and ate whatever we had in the fridge and said, all right, <laughs> we're, we're doing this. And um, we started working and we started trying to apply the the types of budgeting things that Dave Ramsey says. And some of it didn't really work for us. Um, creating a whole new budget every single month, like that was agony. Trying to sit down and like, you know, map everything out. Um, Is that part of his plan? Yeah. New budget, um, yeah. new budget every month trying trying to live you know on on absolutely nothing with no with no life at all um that was that was difficult as too like yeah. we understood it what was, it was like, go ahead was it just spending or what, what was your income like at that time our income was was low um i had i was running a different business at the time a digital marketing company um that i didn't manage that business's finances any better than my personal finances yeah yeah um, but but I started to to be better about that, and mm. uh, we started taking home more of that. And so we we started um, we took on early morning custodial jobs. We took on any work we could find at all, and we started to to make money. Um, and we started to not spend money. Yeah. And you do those two things, you have the secret of getting ahead, which is free cash flow. It's the difference between what you make and what you spend. And um, we got really clear on that number. We started to develop systems around identifying and promoting and increasing free cash flow. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started reading other financial books and we kind of just went on this deep dive. You know, we were cleaning and scrubbing toilets at a local university early in mm-hmm. the morning. And we would listen to every financial book we could we could. And we started to realize that there was a lot of things we could plug and play that that fit better for us than the whole Dave Ramsey system and, and and started to develop our own tools. And we ended up paying off that 20 grand of debt in six months while we were still finishing our degrees. Wow. 
Wow, that's really exciting. It's huge. So was that, I know, I want to get into kind of more of your principles now. Um, You know, I think that's a helpful backstory. Um, I'd like to focus on, okay, where are you guys at now? What what areas do you emphasize now? But at the time, was it just kind of a mentality of, okay, let's make as much as we can and spend as little as we can? Um, When did the, the, when did that turn in? You mentioned systems. How did that start to evolve into real systems? Yeah, so we had the the is a great question. How did that we go from, you know, spend nothing, make as much as we can to sustainable living in systems? Yeah. Um, the the answer is we had to do that right after that because the truth is living like we were for that six months is not sustainable. Like you can't do that for a really long period right. of time. It yeah. makes sense maybe for like a period, but it, it mm-hmm. you can't do it. it uh, without going insane, in my opinion. So and no we, one wants to anyways. And yeah. No one wants to. So, so we, you know, saved an emergency fund pretty quick after that. And we started to realize like, look, life is going to happen and unexpected expenses keep popping up. And so how do we basically have a system and process to turn the money that we make one to make sure that it covers everything that's going to happen, but then two, that we can progress financially because financial progress is financial peace. When you are moving and making progress, you feel good. You feel at peace. And so we started to develop a, a, a particular budget that we call the, the cap budget system. And this system is what has changed the game for us and you know, 1,400 of our clients, um, which is basically most budgets and money management methods don't focus on getting anywhere or progressing or they're not attached to a goal of any, t- any kind. They're more more attached to just making sure you don't spend more than you make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so if you can attach your budget and your system and your mentality to like the whole reason we're living this way or spending this much money or spending money on these things is because we're trying to do X or Y or Z, it changes the way you approach a budget. Yeah. And it changes your intention and your purpose behind it. And it also allows you to make clear intentional trade-offs between Am I want? Do I want to have this in my life right now? Is this worth not getting my goal for an extra six months to a year if I right. do this instead? And sometimes, yeah. and a lot, a lot of times, the answer is, yeah, it is. So let's sure. let's do it. You know. So having that system just provides a lot of clarity and ease in making trade-off decisions that often feel confusing and frustrating. Yeah. What are some of the What are some of the main problems that you? Um, so obviously. Between that time, you know, it turned into, okay, this worked for us. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I've heard some of your story um, and it turned into let's, let's start doing this. You know, it worked for us. Other people have this problem. Um, what are the main problems that you saw that other people were having and that you guys as a business now are solving? What are some of the, some of the main um, you know, obviously, the overarching problem is not being able to, not, not managing your finances well. Um, what are some of the specific problems that come up? Yeah, you know, most of us have heard our whole lives that we need to budget, we need to pay off debt, we need to have emergency savings, we need to invest in real estate, we need to invest in general. Like, we've all heard this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. no one's like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you, yeah. But no one shows you how to do it, what the order to do it in, how that works with your situation. And how to act, how to actually make those things possible. And so, mm. 
we never intended when we paid off our our debt to go be like let's go and start a company we just shared a blog article we shared an article that we had written about our experience and people started saying hey how did you do this and that's Mm -hmm. how this whole thing is more from yeah and so the reality is is most people do have the resources they need the income um the ability to take to get ahead but they don't know how to actually do that and they feel stupid because it feels like as adults you should just know how to do that yeah and the truth is unless somebody shows you how or or you learn there's no way that you're you're just going to magically know how to do that Mm. sure yeah so so it's the it's the it's the specifics of you know one thing i've heard you talk a lot about is um and you just brought it up is that having a goal at the center um would you say that's that's one of the main problems that you help people solve is is identifying how to make decisions based on their goal. 100%. And, and the problem is, is most people have too many goals they're trying to achieve right mm. now. Most people need to pick one. Pick one, cross it off, do it, and then move on to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, I've heard you talk about the difference between tracking and budgeting. Can you uh, elaborate on that a little bit? All right, sorry for the interruption. Just a quick reminder that when your friends mention that they might be thinking about buying a house or refinancing, you can do them and us a huge favor by mentioning that you know a great lender and sending them to clevelandstreet.com. It will be a huge help to us at CSM, and hopefully it will save your friends lots of time and stress looking for a lender they can trust. Uh, Most people who are tracking think they are budgeting. And so what tracking is, is it's reviewing the spending you've done in your bank account it's maybe even using a, a tool like mint.com to track your spending. You're looking at what's already happened. And tracking is a part of budgeting, but it is not budgeting. Budgeting is making a plan for the money before you get it, hmm. before you spend it. And so um, what that means is you sit down, you have a plan, and typically you should have to make that plan not every single month, but right. once and then tweak it. And from there, and then you track to make sure you're living to your plan. So what most people think is budgeting, they do mental budgeting. They like see how much money I have in their bank account and they start trying to like allocate mentally to different things. Um, or they um, or they look at their their budget and say, I'm spending this much amount. You know, they try, right. I'm aware yeah. of how much I'm spending. I'm aware. Yeah. That's, not, that's not budgeting. You're yeah. just, you're tracking and being aware, which is better than nothing, but it's not budgeting. So is it those two things combined then is is kind of the main solution that you guys have identified is track what you're doing and then identify where you want to be and then make find a way to bring those things together um, and make decisions accordingly. How would you how would you describe the the key elements of, of the solution you guys have found? Yeah, so the key the key elements of the solution we teach our clients is called the financial growth system, and it's made up of several parts. The first thing that you do is a, a financial roadmap. What's my goal? Where am I going? And what are the things I'm going to do after I get to where I'm going? So I feel like, okay, I know I'm going to pay off my debt, and then I'm going to save for this, and I'm going to save for that, et cetera. So that brings a lot. That gives you focus. I know where I'm going, and I know why I'm going there. The second thing that we teach is, is mindset, how to think about finances, how to think about money. The third thing is the cap budget system. The fourth is how to use, how to not just like you need to track your money, but how do you actually track your money? The fifth is a weekly financial check-in. 
and the sixth is as simple banking infrastructure how to how to organize and automate and systematize the the money in your organization of it so that money flows where it needs to go and so the combination of all of those things is what we call the financial growth system and that's what we implement and customize to our clients okay the the cap budget system is not an acronym correct it is not an acronym so it, where where does that name come from the cap basically came from a realization that as we spend more money, we tend to increase our expenses, or as we earn more money, we tend to increase our expenses, mm. right? So lifestyle inflation. Um, and so if you if you will cap, you'll put a cap on your expenses and say we are we are spending five grand a month, and here's what it's going to. But as we make more money, every dollar on top of that five grand is going towards our roadmap. Mm. And so. Okay. It's more of a visualization thing. It's yep. a cap. Yep, makes sense. So, why is it that um, that having a single goal is is so important? Because, and then how do you then decide? Um, you know, within that goal, you've got to have sub in order. Okay, say your say your goal is buy a house. Um, say your goal is is pay off debt. Um, within those goals. If you just picked one, you have sub goals. Why is it that having a single goal is so important? What problems do people run into if they have multiple goals that they're working towards? If I said, what's the nearest big city to you? Seattle. Seattle. So if I said, um, I need you to get to Seattle, what's the fastest way you would take to get there? Um. What are we talking by car or which road or you're trying to get to Seattle as quickly as possible? How would uh, you get straight to... line, straight line. So if I have a single destination, I know I need to get to Seattle. Would you go to L.A. first? No. That's what people do with their money all the time. Quick stop in in this other thing that's that's interesting right now. Totally. Oh, let's just yeah. go to, we need to go to Seattle. We need to get there really quickly, but let's just try to like maybe make a pit stop over here. Let's go to LA. Mm. Then, you know what? Then let's go to San Diego. <laughs> and then, and then they're confused why they're not in Seattle. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it seems like, you know, obviously that's, that's very obvious. Um, it seems like if people just kind of have half a mind, if you just have, and when I say people, I mean, me too. I'm, I'm not excellent at this. Um, I, you know, you just have half a mind that that's a goal of mine. Um, but when you write it down as your goal, this is the thing I'm working towards, then you're accountable to it. And then it's very, um, very obvious that you're doing a nonsensical thing. If you end up in LA, if you've written down and you're accountable to the fact that you said you want to be in Seattle. Yeah, if it's in your GPS and you're, you know, whatever whatever you're doing, go to the destination you say you want to be at. And the thing is, most people have all these desires, but they don't actually have, they haven't decided financially that they're going to Seattle and they haven't put it in their GPS and they're not marching towards that. And they're and they're they're more like, you know what? I know when you go to Seattle, but Vegas sounds yeah. Fun. So give me a very practical uh, illustration of how that then works for your clients if they've written down their goal they're working towards it how does that help them in 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 putting a cap on their financial spend, spending and making yeah. decisions yeah great question so 
a lot of people feel like, and this was Kay's problem, is that they have to do, you know, they do need to go to multiple destinations at once. Because, you know, when I give that analogy, it's like, yeah, okay, that makes total sense. But in, in finances, you can split money into different situations. Sure. In yeah. Different situations. Yeah. But let's just say I had, you know, we most people, most household savings are scarce as it is. And so let's say I have a thousand dollars and I have 10 grand in debt and I'm also trying to save for a rainy day and I also want to buy a house. Mm. Yeah. And I'm trying to divide my thousand dollars between paying off debt, paying a saving and saving up for a down payment. How long yeah. is it going to take me to do any one of those things? Yeah. If I consistently do that. It's going to, I'm going to be frustrated. I'm not going to feel like I'm making progress. I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm, I, it's going to feel like it's going to take forever and I'm eventually going to get sidetracked and I'm going to stop doing it. But if I say I'm taking this a thousand dollars and I'm paying off my debt and it's 10 grand and it's going to take me 10 months and I know that, and now I know that's my destination. How can I get there even faster? All of a sudden you start seeing the acceleration. You're, you're getting to where you're wanting to go faster. You're yeah. seeing actual progress. So the debt all of a sudden is now gone. I've arrived in Seattle. Now I want to go to Portland. All right. The next thing I need to do is have a three-month emergency fund. I'm going to drive to Portland. And I don't have any minimum payments in my debt that are holding me back. Let's go to yeah. Portland. Yeah. Now I want to get a house. And I'm going to drive to Vegas. I have a three-month emergency fund and no debt. I've got a strong foundation. I can take more risks with my life and maybe make and, and maybe make a little, you know, try to make some more money on the side um, that without feeling as stressed. And I'm going to get to that house faster. And so instead of trying to go to Portland, Seattle, and and uh, LA all at the same time, I went to Seattle. I paid off my debt. I, I went to Portland. I got my emergency fund. Then I went to LA and I got my house. And people are afraid to commit. They're afraid to go all in on something because it, because they, it's, it feels safer to diversify. In my opinion, the riskiest thing you can do when you're trying to get your finances organized is not focus is not commit and not go all the way to the destination you've described. Makes sense. Yeah. Then you end up no, going nowhere. Makes a lot of sense. What's the value of you? You brought up the weekly check-in. Um, why, why weekly? What are you doing in that time? What's the value of that, uh, of that element? Great question. So the weekly check-in is the single most important thing that anyone could do for their finances. And I know it's kind of ironic when I said like a monthly budget rehaul was like agonizing for me. And I'm like, you should do it weekly. Instead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the reason for that is with the system in play, a good weekly check-in should take no more than 20 to 30 minutes per week. And basically it's what you're doing is you're going over your expenses for the last week. You're going over the upcoming expenses for the next three to four months. You're checking in with yourself or your partner emotionally. You're paying tithing if you're religious. You know, you're paying off your credit card and your finances have been managed. And we found that if you try to do like a month, if you try to let a month or more go in between that time, too much, too much happens. It's overwhelming to try to go over all your expenses. It's overwhelming to try to think about it. It, it mm. will take hours and you won't do it. And so mm. if you'll just take 20 to 30 minutes and mow your financial lawn mm. and yeah. then then your money will be managed. People want to manage their money without taking time to manage it. It doesn't happen. The weekly check-in is the time to manage your money for 20 to 30 minutes. And if you will do that week over week, you'll get in a rhythm. You'll feel like you're humming. You'll you'll actually be making progress to your destination. And so yeah. 
the weekly check-in is the core part. It's how you make sure that you're actually going where you want to go and your 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 money's actually getting managed. Yeah. So if if you're not someone who's regularly doing that, which I'm not right now, um, it, it sounds a little bit vague to say, you know, you're saying people want to manage their money without managing their money. What, you know, make it super specific for me. What What kind of questions are you asking in that time? What things are you checking on? How are you doing? How are you managing your money? Great question. So we give our clients an actual checklist. And if you do these eight things, you have managed your money. So um, I'll read I'll read off the checklist to you. And so this the whole idea of this is if you've done these things every single week, your money has been managed. So the first thing that we that you would do is you would give every transaction a category in Mint. And Mint.com is the tracking software that we use. So you would go through the last week and every single transaction, you would assign it to a, a budget category. Okay. You would then go over your budget and discuss where you're overspending. Look at and think about where you're overspending. Where am I, you know, for the rest of the month, where am I going to make it? <laughs> you're not like surprised that you've spent $300 at Chick-fil-A this month. You know, and you know that maybe you need to yeah. cut back. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're religious and a lot of our clients have religious affiliations or or they're charitable. So then we, you know, you would tithe or pay or give at that point. You would pay any bills at that point that needed to be done. You would pay your credit cards completely off, discuss upcoming expenses over the next four weeks or think about, discuss or think about upcoming expenses over the coming three months, review your goal progress in your roadmap and think about or discuss how you will keep making progress towards getting where you're trying to go. If anything that needs, do you have any financial to-dos, if you need to call your insurance company or schedule a transfer or whatever, do that. And then take a minute to discuss or think about how you emotionally are feeling about your financial position. Hmm. And if you do those 10 things, your money has been managed. Yeah. One thing that really jumps out to me right away is the fact that uh, with one of those in particular that you mentioned, um, discuss upcoming possible expenses. Um, one thing I think about, you know, you have a trip coming up. You have a, you have a possible flight you're going you're gonna to make or... Um, Christmas is coming up and you're trying to figure that out. One obstacle that gets in the way for me for sure is uh, of having those discussions is that's uh, not really a good time. Like we know we need to have that good discussion, but we're on the way to something or we're doing this yeah. or so it's something like, you know, you need to be doing, but you don't have a chance for it. And then you end up just deciding without preparing for it or without putting very purposeful thought into it. So that one jumped out to me, but I'm sure it just applies to all the rest. It's just setting it aside a time to to plan and be purposeful about. And then there's some some very specific things as far as checking checking the numbers on things. Um, but it's just setting a, a time to be purposeful about something that's a big part of your life. It sounds like. Absolutely. I mean, you're just setting aside time to manage the resources that allow you to live the life that you're living. I right. mean. It it makes sense to do it. And, and you're going to have to deal with money for the rest of your life. It's a practice that makes sense to implement and get good. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of solutions have you seen in your, for your clients in terms of specifics, um, specific accomplishments, specific um, goals, and then just, just kind of lifestyle? Uh, what, what kind of results have you seen for your clients? Oh, all sorts of things. You know, we've had 1,400 people through the program. And so that's all sorts of types of people, newlyweds, newly engaged to almost retired couples to 
single individuals almost retired, like everything and everything in between, right? Middle fa- families with seven kids, like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the main thing that our clients talk about, there's always a tangible number. And we guarantee actually that people will make or save more than the cost of the program within the first year, otherwise their money back. Um, so that there's always that tangible side, but often the things that people talk about, um, you know, I could give you examples of people who've paid off over a hundred grand in debt or, you know, um, saved, saved a 40 grand emergency fund in seven months or, you know, things like that. But the most, you know, or, you know, moved to their dream state and started their business. There's, there's tons of those examples, but the most important thing that, that really comes down to taking time to actually implement a system with your finances is the financial piece that comes the communication. If you have a partner, the the communication gaps that are bridged, the tension that leaves your life around money, the focus and clarity that comes to your life, the purpose. We have enough things to worry about in life that when you have systematized your finances, even if everything isn't figured out yet, that piece is hard to replace. And in my opinion, it's worth worth any price um yeah. so that you can focus and do other things yeah yeah and obviously your story is a is a huge example of that um it's uh, it's just kind of probably something that builds up even if you don't notice it um in, whether it's in marriages and families as a single single person um if you're not managing it then you know it's going to be weighing on you um and so I'm sure there's a, a huge intangible element there beyond the, the obvious tangibles, the, the specific numbers that you're talking about. Absolutely. And, you know, the obvious tangibles are nice, too, but how we feel, that's hard to beat. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, I'm, I'm assuming most listeners are not sitting in front of their, their computers ready to start taking steps on this, ready to start budgeting right now, this moment uh, for for our listeners, what's what's the one key takeaway or a couple key takeaways that you want people to remember, um, just principles that are going to be important for them? Um, if you don't take time to manage your money, it will never be managed. If you, uh, you will always be busy, there will never be a good time to get your finances organized. Mm-hmm. And if you're always waiting for the time when you're not busy to be able to manage finances successfully, when you do get busy, you'll just stop doing it. And so you might as well learn how to manage finances when you're busy. Um, yeah. You you will be busy again in life. And the third thing is just you can do it. There is hope. You can be financially successful. You can build wealth. There, there are people who have made less money than you and have more expenses than you who are doing better than you and are succeeding. Um, mm-hmm. And you can do it. Um, and so having a, a coach uh, someone to keep you accountable, having a system and having a, a clear roadmap and goal will change the game for you. And that's why I spend my life doing what I do is because I believe in it that much. That's awesome. I want to ask you a specific question about Sensei. Um, what's the most valuable part about working with Sensei specifically? Having a dedicated one-on-one coach who's going to stick with you over you know, 12, 45 minute to an hour sessions and to help you succeed. You will not find that anywhere else. Can you break down a little bit of the the program that what it looks like to work with you guys? Sure. So the program is basically based off the following. Uh, there's three parts to it. And um, the first is the coaching, and that's again what clients should say is the most useful part. Just having a third party come into your life mm-hmm. and and customize. Make you do it. Yeah, and uh, help you do the things you know you should be doing. Right. Um, yeah. 
and the second thing is the is is and so you get 12 sessions with a coach um the second thing is uh we have our courses online courses you get access to those for life and instead of having the coach spend your coaching session teach you these principles you watch the videos in between sessions with your coach so that you when you come to the coaching session you understand the principle we're now just customizing it to you um, yeah. that has worked so well for our clients and then the third thing is we have a community um there's hundreds of people going through this program right now i think there's like 240 households um single of single individuals and and couples and you know everything in between and so it's just helpful to see that you're not alone there's people succeeding and doing it um in in worse situations than you yeah. um, and and hmm. or or better and you, we can learn from each other and get better so using the coaching the uh courses and the community those that that combo of that three really does help you accelerate um your finances and help you get ahead that's great what's the best way to get in contact with you guys yeah we have i would recommend booking a free consultation with a sensei coach you know there's no expectation no harm no foul if you decide not to do the program but just starting those conversation with money Bring your spouse to that conversation if you're married. I don't I don't care if you don't have a good relationship about money. It's way better to hear you both talk about things out loud and say them, even if you end up not doing the program. Um, but you can go to our website, www.centseifinancial.com, senseifinancial.com, um, and you can book a free consult with a sensei coach there. Perfect. Awesome. Dan, thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate it, man. Hey, Landon, thanks for having me on, man. Thanks for listening to Work Is Good. If you enjoyed it, share it with someone else, leave a review, and listen next week.